episode number 179. This is Greg Duncan. I'm Gordon Beaming. This is Josh Garverick. Hey, gentlemen, the three MVP hosts are here together. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been a, a very, very long time. <laughs> it's nothing to do with our MVP renewal thing coming up soon or anything, right? That's, that's no, nothing to do with that at all. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about some. There's a whole boatload of news that's come out since the last show. Uh, first one I want to talk about are we've had two sprints. I, I still, the number of sprints these guys have done are just scary. We've had 163 and 164 come out. So, Josh, how many, what's like the longest sprint cycle? Have you ever been involved with? Oh, geez. Probably 50-ish. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's about that's about the longest. And usually it's, you know, three sprints that I'm asked to leave. <laughs> 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 How long were your um, uh, sprint length? How many weeks? Two weeks. Yep. Okay. What about you, Gordon? Um, yeah, it was, let me get, think, it was... Yeah, also probably roughly around 50-ish that I was uh, involved with. I mean, that was like month-long sprints for four weeks. So it was fairly, fairly long. Um, yeah, it's, it's very different. It's what we call it, iterative waterfall. Um, <laughs> Scrumfall, huh? <laughs> yeah, Scrumfall. We, we add in all the names. It's like Scrum Jile can, but um, it's a combination <laughs> of all the things, right? <laughs> Take the take the best of all all the different methodologies and let's see what comes out the other end. Um, but yeah, yeah, probably about probably like three and a half four years of one month sprints. Definitely doesn't feel the same as a three week sprint. I mean, the product team moved pretty pretty fast. Um, I think it was I think Brian put a post out forever ago. Maybe it was Buck about how they came across doing their three weeks. They basically like two weeks just felt like they were doing ceremony way too much. Um, and longer than three weeks just felt like they weren't um, moving fast enough. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what we do. We do three week sprints, and we've got multiple products going, so they're kind of like staggered. And I think mine was we've had one product that we're on the 18th sprint on for this version, and we had a similar length before. So yeah, like you guys, you know, the 50 ish range. But uh, how how do you guys do? You guys run into scrum fatigue? Josh, what about you? Have you ever like encountered scrum fatigue? It's just, you know, you've been doing it for so you've been on 50 sprints is, you know, it's hard to do the ceremonies and all that stuff after that length of time. Yeah. And, and it's, it's more difficult too when you're, when you're managing other folks who collectively start to feel the burn They're just like showing up, going through the motions. But you know, if, if a retro gets canceled, they're like, Oh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it can, it can be difficult to, to manage that. What about you, Gordon? Yeah, we're the, we're the guys. You know, we don't get value out of this anyway. It's like, well, guys, let's uh, you know, let's see how we can fix this. What what are, what are we doing wrong as part of the retrospective? What are we doing wrong that makes it feel like we're not getting any value out of this, right? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, you, as, as far as like us with the with scrum fatigue and stuff, yeah, I mean, you definitely do get it. Um, I think what what helps is when there's new guys it's generally a burst of energy into into teams yeah. i found like while when there is no churn with team um and so the teams get into that sort of uh, high performing zone they they feel like the ceremonies are more in their way than not yeah it's kind of you know 
bringing in new people can kind of be a pain in the butt, but it's also the, why do you guys do it this way? Well, because we've always done it that way. It's like, well, it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to laugh. As we've been chatting here, I've been totally ignoring you. And uh, go, looking back in the history in the archive, the Azure DevOps service, they actually have the release notes from August 6th, 2012. So eight years, almost, you know, seven and a half <laughs> years ago. And all those release notes are still there. And of course, then it was Team Foundation Service. Yeah, that was what, six six renames ago? <laughs> <laughs> That's why we haven't renamed the show, man, because you know what? I'm going to wait for the next rename. You know? Yeah, I mean, because I mean, long ago we had VSTS, but then that VSTS was different. And then we had VSTS again. So, I mean, surely we'll come back around to TFS at some point. Sure, looking at those screenshots, I, I remember Tiago made the extensions to make that look a, a bit prettier than it looked now. Damn, that was long ago. So I'm so old now for VSO. Well, no, well, there is a VSO now, though. There's oh, a, I know. I'm a waiting for VSO. everything to come back together. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like the... You know, I, I voted for a, a new name because even Satya was talking about recently the developer cloud. And that's, you know, the kind of envision that they're going on it, that it's going to be called Dev 365. Yeah, I just found like with name churn, it's so hard. Like there's so many people that are so disconnected and then you just get them onto a name and then they like, the what the hell? I mean, Ignite happened and they're like, yes, VSO. And some guys sent some links. And then the other guys are like, but I thought we said VSO was a thing where we manage work. And it's like, no, that changed long ago. But try keep up, please. Like, come on. All right. So for the last two sprints, um, is there anything that's been released that uh, you guys kind of struck your fancy? That means you guys have to read it now. <laughs> Suck <Sucking news. laughs> Oh, well, you, the the thing is, I got uh, I got sucked into what you were doing. I'm busy reading now, August twenty seventh, uh, the twenty seventh of August in twenty twelve. I'm just like, hey, remember that stuff? I'm like having a, a little moment of going down memory lane. Um, but I mean, there has been a lot of new things, obviously, in the last six weeks. And I mean, I've just been using things in general. Um, I'm always I have this weird habit, so potentially going um, squirreling, yeah. When you have in your email and then you have unread ma uh, mail, for me, it's very irritating to see that count. So I have to mark as read because otherwise it's just weird. But I have this other habit where I have to go and click on the feature thing every morning for Azure DevOps. <laughs> Even though I know there hasn't been a deployment, I go click on the preview features and just see if there's a new one that I can enable. Um, and one did light up the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? I can't remember. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I, but but I, what I have started doing, which is also completely random, I've started using the solar light theme, and it, it just completely screws with everyone else's eyes. I love it. Like you get so used to it, but then someone else comes and looks at your Azure DevOps screen, and they're just like, "What the hell is actually going on?" I'm like, "This is amazing, guys!" And now I've switched my VS Code to Solar Lights. I've switched. I've installed an extension for Visual Studio to switch that to Solar Lights, and that's one of the preview uh, themes. I mean, it wasn't saying it was released recently, um, but yeah, it was in one of those uh, preview themes. Man, I've just gotten you know sucked into the dark side. I've dark themed everything. Couldn't understand. So if, if yeah, if you're a dark theme person, try the solar dark. So okay. it's it's like a bluish dark. Um, uh -huh. So it's not it's not black black dark, but yeah, it's still definitely there. 
I think something that's interesting to to mention from the release notes though is the the removing of the old yes um, hosted pools. Uh, I think that's going to bite a couple of guys. Absolutely. Um, let me see. There's actually even a blog post that we'll have in the show notes that they talk about that. Uh, the the detail on that one is basically they're cleaning up and nuking some of the hosted images. Windows Server 2012 R2 with Visual Studio 2015 is going away. The Mac OS 10 High Sierra 10.3, Windows Server Core 18.03, those are going away. So, and there's uh, in this blog post, there's suggestions on how to handle that and deal with that. There's a post from Whitney Jenkins. So. Yeah, but I mean, also, there's still plenty of time for that, right? Because it's still like 40 days. They're only dropping that stuff um, the 23rd of March, it looks like. Right. So, so guys still have like a month and a half to, to do any migrations off if they do have hard dependencies on that. Although I have found like there's very few teams that land up, um, or at least what I've seen, um, that land up with like a hard dependency on a hosted pool um, version. They're generally able to roll to the newer versions um, with very little work. So, I mean, I don't see that being a huge impact for team, but teams, but it is something that obviously guys need to be aware of. And some of the other changes that uh, happened, um, they've in instituted a restricting organization creation with an Azure AD tenant policy. So if you've got people just spinning up <laughs> new or you know new organizations and new things, you, you can lock that down. Uh, there's read-only variables now in Azure Pipeline, support for output variables in the deployment job, uh, avoiding rollback of critical changes, and then the removing of the hosted pools. There are also other things like uh, delete bulk subscriptions created in Microsoft Teams. There's the Slack channel. Uh, there's pipeline decorators to inject steps automatically in a deployment job. And details on that. Built-in release auditing. So the auditing capability was added a couple sprints ago, but now that you can also include the builds and releases are there. Did I miss anything? No, but I will say that I'm a big fan of the audit stuff. Have you been using it? Using it in anger? I use everything in anger. <laughs> um, here and there, I've been I've been going in and poking around at it, but it's it's nice to be able to have that visibility into the details in the event that you need it. So, what about you, uh, Gordon? Have you used the auditing stuff? I've I've clicked around on stuff, but I haven't actually had to use it use it to actually do anything meaningful yet. Um, as with lots of things, I'll just click and play, and then when it's but yeah, I haven't had to use it to do the blame thing or the <laughs> hey who actually did this thing because um, i mean there's a decent amount of um ability to recover things throughout the product using like the history that's everywhere there mm -hmm. um so i mean that's generally quite good for for what i use it for the like sort of the high level auditing that we've been needing for forever um in the products um i haven't dove into that yet all right so another Beyond these release notes, we've talked about this before, but the top stories on the um, dev blogs at Microsoft.com slash DevOps, we'll have the links in the show notes, is a weekly post, top stories from Microsoft DevOps community. And um, Sasha Rosenblum has been doing these for a while. These are great posts. You know, if you got to subscribe to a feed and you're interested in DevOps stuff, subscribe to this one because they're always finding new stuff. Even me, who's been doing this stuff for years, finds new stuff. Uh, recently, I came across somebody who I've never been following before, and he calls himself, it's Adam Bertram, or Adam the Automator. 
and he's been doing a number of awesome posts. Not these little wimpy posts, but like one I'm looking at right now, building an Azure DevOps pipeline, soup to nuts. Dude, He, it's soup to nuts. It goes all the way through. And what's cool is he's like doing real stuff, not, you know. Oh, not hello world, eh? Yeah, exactly. I mean, just this one post, he's, and I'm, let me go through the table of contents like really fast. Got the project overview, Azure resource preparation, Azure DevOps preparation, script template overview, pipeline creation, the pipeline demonstration. And part of that is installing the Azure CLI DevOps extension, creating the resource group, creating the service principle, doing the key vault, which is critical for managing your secrets, uh, creating those secrets, doing the pester extension in which he uses to validate it, doing the YAML pipeline, talking about the pools, acceptance test cleanup and criteria, it's all there. And this is just the one post that he's written recently. No, I mean, yeah, the table of contents is like a, a couple of scrolls. It's basically like a little mini book he's got on this page. It's a yeah. lot of information, yeah. And that post... Yeah, I mean, okay, Ron? Let's see. I think this is the one. Yeah, this is the one I want to talk about. This is this is going to be part of Microsoft's new Applied Cloud Stories initiative. And what that is, it's an initiative um, that they're currently calling for content created by independent community members focusing on practical stories around scenarios and workloads that can run on Azure. The initiative is to publicize, share, and promote in-depth technical material that demonstrates significant technical value and unique practical relevance in the field. So that story that I just mentioned of Adams is he's writing it for this initiative. We'll have the links to the That's initiative too. Cool. If you guys, if yeah. listeners, if you're interested in this, we'll have the link to the it as well. It's easy. It's www.cloudstories.dev. But again, we'll have the links in the show notes. Yeah, we we have a um, a Teams group at work. Um, we're basically because we've moved now into uh, Azure DevOps. So we have sort of a, a Teams channel where basically anyone in the org can say, hey, I'm having this issue. And then anyone can sort of jump in and try to help out, um, especially like while we while there's potentially any teething issues. Um, and what what we've gone and done is the top stories, um, the RSS feed from that, we basically just dumped into the Teams channel. <laughs> so every Friday now, um, when this gets released, it, it drops the top, uh, the top stories in just so that the guys are aware that there is stuff happening. And then along with that, um, when the sprint, um, the sprint posts go out, that also drops into the, the Teams channel. So the guys know, hey, there's new deployments that have gone out. These are the features that are coming through, um, which is pretty handy. Nice. What else? There was another one. Oh, we were talking about Git, too. Uh, this one I also found via Sasha's post, the weekly post. And getting started with Git and Azure DevOps from uh, Nicole Stevens of cloudskills.io. And they do the same thing. They walk you through setting it all up, even creating the Azure subscription and creating the uh, DevOps organization, uh, doing the GitHub, installing all the stuff, uh, connecting VS Code, to your repo, it's all here and all the clicking and stuff too. So again, we were talking about Git and, and how to do it. Well, here's another way to get Git. So, so have you guys ever created a team in Azure DevOps or TFS or any of the previous flavors of names? And your only purpose of creating that team is so that you can make dashboards so that for some other purpose. So say you have some initiative <laughs> going on and you, you just want to create a dashboard that's for that, but you obviously want guys to browse to it. It's like, hey, here's a, a space where this goes on, right? Everyone's done that. Um, 
And yeah, uh, Greg has a, a post, not this Greg, the other Greg, <laughs> <laughs> um, on how you can create dashboards now uh, without creating a team for it first, which is pretty cool. So you can go through and basically create a project uh, level dashboard, which is then not linked to any team, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that would make a nice like roll-up dashboard if you want to uh, yeah. shame you know everybody on their build status and put it one nice place. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Josh, is there anything you know we talked about what's possibly coming, but is there like an official roadmap for Azure DevOps? There sure is, and there's a blog post on the Microsoft uh, Dev Blog site from. Gl- Gloridel Morales about the uh, 2020 Q1 Azure DevOps roadmap. And it goes over different things for boards, repos, uh, pipelines, reporting. Uh, so you can hit one of the things on here is copying dashboards within a team or to another team or to another team project. Uh, some of the streamlining for Azure DevOps auditing, there are going to be some things coming with that. Nice. So, yes, I mean, so work is happening. Yeah, definitely. I don't know how many people know this, but I mean the the roadmap for Azure DevOps is in a public Azure DevOps repo, so yeah. like you can browse to it and see the work items and see like the details around it and stuff inside Azure DevOps. It's not just some web page living on the internet somewhere. Yeah, they actually and they have actual links to like the work items and stuff. It's cool. Right. And there's a lot more beyond that post. There's a link to the feature timeline, and we'll have a link in the notes as well. But they talk about all the way up to 20, uh, 2020 Q2 and future beyond that. There, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff being worked on. All right, are we? Uh, it's my turn. I think I'll do this one. This is a resource uh, that I had actually used before, but then it got better. It's the effective DevOps, building a DevOps culture at scale. It's an O'Reilly book that originally was just like four or five chapters, but now the whole thing is there. Uh, 410 pages worth of free ebook. You have to log in with your Microsoft MSA, Microsoft Service account, or GitHub account, uh, give them some you know information about you. But uh, they'll send you the book. It was it's been updated uh, July of 2019, so it's it's pretty new not out of date or anything. And this talks about the foundations and four pillars of effective DevOps, tips for fostering collaboration, strong interpersonal relationships, and affinity between teams. That goes with the whole culture thing that I always talk about. Uh, how to select the tools and workflows that support and strengthen your organization's unique DevOps culture, troubleshooting common problems, misunderstandings, and how successful organizations have handled their DevOps journey. So we'll have the links in the show notes. Uh, ebook is free. And um, it's a great resource to have and to share. Speaking of culture, uh, it's one of my favorite topics. But uh, John Maria Ricci also has a post that's uh, a bit of an homage to our last episode, which is <laughs> why I love DevOps and hate DevSecOps. And a lot of his post is talking through the uh, the cultural phenomenon of DevOps and how things like DevOps engineer as a title don't really uh, fit well in his head. And I think you know a lot of folks can echo that sentiment yeah i had that happen here and it was all like oh hey we hired a devops manager i was like pop like oh god no like i said i I was arguing for forever with someone who was who led the dip the a devops team and what i eventually 
either told myself because it made me feel better and sleep at night or maybe it's the truth but it's basically that is most people just refer like if they have an internal team for that it's basically their devops uh, practitioners um that's they just call them devops engineers i guess but i mean they're effectively just doing any support and helping the organization um, in the same way as any like external practitioner would generally do at least that's the way our devops engineers sort of work um, i don't know if, if how the role is that you guys have seen your flavors of devops engineers work uh, the team that i actually led a while back was was exactly that practitioners um and support agents and, and stuff like that the the team started to spread out some more and you know different arms would would come in and you know like site reliability and, and stuff like that but that's that's been my experience at least um but to Greg's point, I think that you know, as soon as you say that you're hiring, you've hired a DevOps manager. It's it's kind of like saying that you've just hired the assistant to the regional manager. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's like like I said, it took forever to me, but then to help me sleep at night. That's that's how I've defined what their role is. <laughs> like, it makes me feel better about it. Yeah, he's got a great quote like, in his post: "Is giving DevOps prefixed roles in a." DevOps culture is really bad because every person of the team is part of DevOps, the customer plus the developers plus the operationals. You know, so so it, it's bad. To, uh, you know, it's not a role. It's not a tool. Well, unless it's Azure Amen. DevOps, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he also goes on to say that it's not. Uh, he doesn't hate. He doesn't say that security is bad. Even Donovan said this too. It's security, you, you don't do dev test ops, right? You know, testing and unit testing, that's just part of the process. Security, and he says this, let me be close to clear. If you claim your organization has a DevOps culture, but you do not care about security, you're doing it dead wrong. Yeah. So specifying as DevSecOps, that, that's just bad. Yeah, well, I mean, it was, I think it was two summits ago, I wrote an extension, which um, it's not in the marketplace anymore, but it was basically a DevOps extension so that you could effectively install DevOps into your teams. It was great. And there's basically just a tab that says, well, the whole the whole thing was that you, you can't uh, buy DevOps, but you can install it, right? Um, but then, yeah, it was basically just a, a top-level tab that was a link to Donovan's post on, on DevOps <laughs> and how that's not actually a thing. But like, yeah, lots of teams are like, well, how can we buy this DevOps thing? It's like, well, it's a culture thing. How do we change the culture? Well, that's not a thing that you can just do overnight, but you can work on it slowly. It's like, well, then let's get a team of guys to do DevOps. Ah, oh, shit, <laughs> we're back there again. <laughs> All right. Um, I think it's your turn. You got a post, Josh? Indeed. I've got, a, I've got posts for days. <laughs> that's not, that's how long it's been since we've had a hosts only show is yeah. so many posts in here um there's one from the api evangelist on three ways to use postman and azure devops which is a good walkthrough on uh, just hitting the raw apis and, and understanding how to best get information and and uh set it up so that you save you know collections and, and things like that so some of the inner workings of postman as well but it's pretty interesting it gives you you know the the overall high-level walkthrough on, on how to set everything up. Nice. Yeah, that's the thing with Azure DevOps, man. The, the API is 
enormous. And, you know, if you don't think you can do it, you you almost can do it. Yeah, I mean, I was just going through one of our other posts. Um, so, I mean, we, we run a lot of uh, private agents and I've always run private agents for demo purposes before we got the 10 free agents if your code was public. Now I use that because that's much better. Um, but there's a post here by Henry Bean on fully isolated private agents for Azure pipelines. But what's interesting is in his case, he uses the um, Azure container instances to run those private agents. So it's effectively running in the same way that the um, hosted agents will run, where the agent runs and then it's gone. And then a new one gets ready so that it can take new jobs, which is pretty cool. So you don't have the agents that are sitting on a virtual machine somewhere, um, potentially getting some bad state from a previous uh, run, which is quite nice. Yeah, those those posts. There was another post there, too, from um, CodeRex and from um, Richie as well. Two posts there about Azure DevOps with Docker Compose and a Windows Docker Container for Azure DevOps build agent. The cool thing is actually Microsoft has scripted a lot of this, and these guys base it off of that. You can actually yeah. spit. Have you ever? It's a pain in the butt doing that first private agent because you have to install Visual Studio and Management Studio, you have know, SQL Server Management Studio, and all this other crap. Uh, and and you know if you're the first time you do it, you do clickety, 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 click. But by the time you're doing it a third or fourth time, you're like, this guy, we got to automate this crap. And that's what these guys are all basing their posts on. So if you're interested in how to automate all those installs, you got to check. We'll have all three posts in the um, show notes. Uh, one post that I wanted to talk about, <laughs> we talk about, you know, DevOps is not a role. Well, if it is a role, and it's when you're interviewing for. There's a cool Git repo from um, Bergmanary, I believe his name is. Let's see if I can get a better name. Uh, no, it's 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 Ari uh, Bregman. Oh, okay. Duh. Well, it's not it's not a show. Uh, well, I, I probably I probably butchered that anyway. <laughs> but it's it's a cool Git repo of uh, eight. 171 questions from all areas. Uh, Jenkins, Git, Ansible, networking, Terraform, Docker, Linux, Prometheus, Mongo, SQL Server, Azure DevOps, AWS, virtualization, DNS, operating systems, databases, and there's exercise too, elastic, monitoring, a whole bunch of things on it. So it's a great resource just to browse through. Yeah, I mean, and what's also nice there, it's not just like, he has a dump of some questions. Like, it's actually, the layout of it is, is sort of quite nicely. And there's like, he has beginner questions, he has advanced questions. Um, and like, there's pictures. There's pictures are always nice. It's not just, hey, he has a bunch of words. So it's like, hey, he has a picture of something that I know. This is AWS. Click. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So we've got that. We've got that. Hey, speaking of Terraform. Hmm. Our good friend Abel Wang and April Edwards posted a video on Channel 9 on delivering a continuous and automated deployment with Terraform and Azure DevOps, which is pretty sweet. Um, a lot of uh, you know intro to Terraform, pipelines intro, but also goes through uh, the release pipelines, what to do with state files, versioning, authentication, and all that good stuff. So if you have a moment, check the show notes for the link and 
cruise on over and, and look that up because uh, Abel's always a, a wealth of information, and uh, I think he still owes us a show. So yeah, I mean, he has so much energy. Yeah, we absolutely have to get him on. I, he already Donovan pinged him, and and he was up for it. And I'm, I've just been lame and lazy and not getting him on yet. So I, I will definitely get him on before uh, before the summit. I don't know. Are you guys going to the MVP summit? Yeah, I'm going. Yep. Cool. I was actually saying, I was again squirreling a little bit. I was <laughs> saying to Josh um, that I was telling guys today that like every single summit, there's a pizza place I used to go to. And last year when I went there, the pizza place was closed. And it's like, I feel like a part of my summit's been taken away from me because I don't go there, get to go there and have this this pizza that's way too big for me and this like jug of beer. <laughs> like, I, I don't. I don't get that anymore, and it just feels weird now. <laughs> um, when are you guys going to get there? I think I get there on the Friday. And you? Uh, Saturday. I'm, I'm actually doing Saturday to Saturday, even though I probably – I'm not sure how much of the um, Thursday stuff I'm going to be involved in, but I wanted to have the time just in case. So what about you, Josh? Yeah, I'm, I'm lame. I'm coming in Sunday evening and leaving Thursday morning. Oh. You're going to miss MVP to MVP day. Yeah, I know. (sighs) People with swim meets and work, man. I tell you. I mean, when I'm flying across the world, like an an extra day is totally chill. Yeah, that's true. We we have a lot of lot of hours of flying. Cool. Well, um, Gordon, I'll be. I'm getting a car. So if you want to ride to the summit MVP MVP day, yeah, we'll hook up and maybe I'll give. Mickey and Paul a ride too, like we did last year. Yes, definitely make a plan. Did you go again? We we squirreling. I'm always that guy that squirrels. I feel like whenever I listen to episodes, I'm not on. There's not this much squirreling. Did you do any of the board game sessions last year? No. So, so, so those were freaking amazing. That, that also like changed my whole MVP experience last year. Because like last year, um, what we did a lot like for like social type things is um with uh martin henselwood and we went and played board games him myself colin uh josh a couple other guys we just went and played board games and had beer and stuff and it's like this is really freaking cool i mean i realized i mean i always knew that i was not really good at board games but i realized more <laughs> then that i'm not really good like the, there's so much complexity and just like okay guys we're about to start this board game it's like well you need to be a freaking rocket scientist just to like roll the dice for the first time but it was fun <laughs> yeah we we spent pretty much every night there wow in some way shape or form myself gordon or uh Myself, Martin, and uh, Colin, at least, were, were there. So. so what are you guys, uh, in a you know NDA-safe way, what are you guys hoping to hear at the summit? What, what, do you, what is your one takeaway that you want to get? How did you sell Basically, how did you sell it to your boss? So, so the interesting thing for me, like, there used to be a lot of things broken with the products. And I was always hoping that we'd go there and be like, guys, please fix this, and it gets fixed. I don't have anything on my list that's like, guys, I'd really like you to fix this. The product team always seems one step ahead. I mean, last year was case in point. We're like, Ravi, have you thought about this? And he's like, can you just wait till two more slides? Like every (laughs) single question he got asked, he's like, just two more slides. Like we always thought we were there. And he's like, no, I've covered that. Like, and yeah, I mean, 
I, I don't know what I'm expecting, which is an interesting one. Like I've, I've always gone there with the, this is the one thing that needs to get fixed. And now I don't have that one thing that needs to get fixed. Mm. And you guys? Yeah, I'm definitely interested in, you know, just seeing the the way things will continue to take shape with with uh, with GitHub and, and everything like that. But I'm also thinking about bouncing into some different uh, product group sessions for some of the Azure PaaS services and even some of the IaaS stuff too, because I've been doing a lot more from an architectural standpoint with that type of stuff too. So for me, it's, you know, can we get this this thing or that thing VNet integrated or, you know, what's, what's the security story on X or um, how many times do we have to worry about updating Kubernetes in a six week period? <laughs> Stuff like that. Like, that's a lot of the stuff that I, I, I hear a lot about, too. So I'll probably be bouncing a little bit from, you know, our home in, in St. Helens to uh, different rooms. To all those bigger rooms. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going just to see Brian Randall, you know, kill somebody. But that doesn't happen anymore. Like, the, that's what I said. They've been making us happy. Like, Brian hasn't had to be Brian for, like, I mean, at least, I mean, last year I didn't see Brian be Brian. <laughs> the, the previous the previous year, like I might have seen it once, but I mean, there hasn't really been those kind of conversations happening anymore. That's I don't know. I don't even remember Nino's cards coming up too much last year. Yeah, those didn't. Like, I mean, again, one of them is just fix it, and <laughs> how, how much of that is there really? I don't know. I I I remember some of the things I was really excited that they promised. <sighs> hasn't come about yet and so i'm a little concerned about that you know i, I oh, mentioned- no. yeah just before something i'll definitely be going through my one note notes from last year because <laughs> there's probably some of those in there because i mean someone said one play over email you can be like hey guys you still haven't done this but when you face to face with someone at summit then at least you get the well you know what it's a funny story this is why we actually haven't got to that yet you're like (laughs) i'm so sorry for asking your problems are way worse than mine all right well i think that's about a show what do you guys think it seems a good a place to stop as any yeah all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we'll have all the links in the show notes. If you want to reach out to us, like um, Rod reached out to us, uh, he actually had an email, a question for Donovan. Uh, I'm going to forward that to him. Um, but Rod, thank you for welcoming us back. Everybody else, I want to thank you for listening. Without you, we would just be talking to ourselves, which would be kind of weird. Uh, yeah, and I mean, we'll, we'll we'll start trying to get a regular cadence going again because I mean we were talking about sprints and it looks like we are doing like six month sprints yeah um, del- <laughs> we, we aren't we are definitely not delivering as frequently as we should be and that way we'll be less rusty as well right yeah really well we're, we're, this one at least this one you know the gap between this one and the last one wasn't as much as the last one to the previous one so it's a little bit better not quite the every other week. That I kind of promised last show, oh, but uh, th- th- thanks for calling me out there, Greg. Thanks. <laughs> it's just been a long time for me. Okay, I mean, I'm a bit rusty. You just oh, come helped us improve our cycle time, though, Gordon. That's all. <laughs> Let's see. Come on, Gordon. You were on. You know. Uh, wow, that was a, a very long time. time ago. Boy, well, the, thing, the, the thing is, I remember coming on the last one that I was on. Yeah, and I think it. It was August around, just randomly, my memory thinks it's somewhere around there. Because we were still having discussions of saying, the last time you were on is like September. And I was like, well, that was almost a year ago. <laughs> so like, I'm like, did I miss that many? Like, it didn't feel like I missed that many. 
but yeah, I mean, the late nights and busy training like most days, twice a day. So often when it comes to nighttime, I'm like, oh, I'm just so freaking tired. So I'm, like this morning, for example, I was up at Hoppers 2 in the morning so that I could get an early start and stuff. So yeah, I was just a bit broken when it's like now 11 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gordon, you know, based off of our episode catalog, our calendar, uh, it looks like it was September 2018 for the Azure DevOps launch. <laughs> no, I've definitely been on after that. That is... Oh. That is false information. All right. Let me, let, let me go. I'll go, I'll go find it. Because I remember we had a, a chat. Uh, ooh, no, I was on one after that. Maybe you guys re-recorded or something. Because I was on the call. And then my remember I was telling you my PC was having weird issues where it was just rebooting itself. And while I was on the call, my PC rebooted. And I remember because, oh, man, I, I can't remember the, the, who we were hosting. But we were hosting someone and they specifically asked me a question. And as I was about to start answering, my, my stuff dropped. <laughs> okay, well, you find that post, man. There we go. I'll, I'll correct it. Driftboat Drift Dave is back. That one. Oh, that was the one before the post. That was August 22nd, 2018. No, that's 24th of July, 2019. Uh, episode 177. Oh, okay. Okay, you were on that one? Okay, I'll, I'll fix this. <laughs> Shoo. I'm like, I was like, I, I can't be that bad. This is looking at the public information at, on RadioTFS.com. You know, that's where that's the source of information. You know, the one truth. Yeah, the the one real truth. Next, <laughs> right. next to the other copies of the truth. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you want to reach out to us? Send us an email. Radio T Radio TFS at Outlook.com. You know, we're on Twitter as well at Radio TFS. We're on Facebook. It's you know Facebook.com slash Radio TFS. The voicemail number still works, 1-425-233-8379. Um, if it's safe at work, man, I'll, I'll splice you in and make you part of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you very much for listening to Radio TFS. <laughs>